0: all right so here i am today i get the opportunity to share the good news with you the good news is that pastor dave will be back next week at least that's good news to me i don't know about that but um uh, it is to me well dave asked me quite a long time ago if i'd be willing to uh share on some sunday morning and uh and being the kind of person that I am, naturally I jumped at the opportunity to decline that. But uh, luck would have it, and Dave is at our annual conference, church conference, this weekend, and um, my schedule was clear. I had no excuses, and so that's kind of how that transpired. Um, that's all good. That's all good, I hope. Uh, how many of you get a chance to look at our church's webpage and our our Facebook page, um, and and Johnny Christian and Dave work hard to put some update that and put some awesome things on there and 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 some of those speak directly to you and uh, it may maybe that or some portion of that message just speaks directly to you. This last last week there was a message on there by Pastor Francis Chan. He's a Chinese pastor. Who's Who's in in California? And um, the part that was on Facebook wasn't the part that really struck me, but he was very interesting. So I got on YouTube and I looked him up, and I talked about looked at a couple of different messages that he had, listened to those, you know, hit my pad or my or my iPhone, and I listened to some of the things he said. And and one of the things that that really touched me about what he was talking about is it really didn't matter what subject he was talking about or who he was talking to. In fact some of his his talks were were to um, people who had a little different beliefs than him. But what he was curious about is is if you started if you started with um, with reading this book, if you read this book over and over, um where can you come up with some of these strange ideas and beliefs? And he just kept coming to go into and uh, coming back to that, whether he was talking to the Jehovah Witnesses, whether he's talking to Mormons, or whatever, but in many of the examples, he says, "You know, here's our here's the book that you need to be reading. If you read this, there's no way you can you can come up with these other ideas." And so, um, I hope today's message comes directly from here. I, I I hope that that works out. And and please ignore your bulletins where it says that. Uh, the scriptures are from Second Corinthians because God put a, this topic of, on me, and um, and and then as you go to prepare something like that, something comes up, and you this this this, and and uh, you come to a different scripture. So, um, you know, I'd like to share with you this morning, and 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 I'm going to wor- use the word share, not preach, and the reason reason is because I know a lot less about scriptures than probably most anyone else here and so I'm going to share what I learned as I prepared this message today and uh we'll see how that goes the topic of for today is um, is blessings um this past month for us has been just a it's just been one thing after another all, all seemed like amazing things. I mean, we started out the month on the 4th of this month. I had a niece that got married, so we, we picked up a new nephew, and that truly that really was, was awesome. Um, so she got married on the 4th. On the 5th, her sister went into labor, and on the 6th, she had a new little niece. We had. yeah We. Yeah. A um, new niece. Well, by the 12th of this month, my other brother's daughter went into labor, and, and uh, we ended up with a second little niece. And So, we, bang, 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 all these things happening. But then we had a family reunion on the 16th through the 19th of this month where we had, we met in Chewil, but we had family from, from um, Tennessee. We had family from Colorado, from from Washington, from Wyoming, from Southern Oregon. All stayed with us, and uh, granted uh the grandmas and the moms and the great grandmas enjoyed holding the new little babies, and and it was just a it was a blessing to be able to to share with each other. I never got to hold them. Not that I didn't want to, but they just hogged that time. You try and fight all those ladies off when it comes to a little child; is going to win better than a puppy, you know. So anyway. Um those are all blessings, but uh, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk more specifically about spiritual blessings, and the scriptures that I'm going to talk from is, is from Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians 1, and it's going to be from, um, from verses 3 through 14 as he talks to them about spiritual blessings. So I'm going to read that scripture, and then we'll, we'll dive into that hopefully. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as his sons and daughters through Christ, according to the purpose of his will, When you heard the word, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. And I do have to share with you that Dave uses this little tablet, uh, tablet of his, because it's easy for him. I use it because I can make a Font big enough for me to see, um, but I, you know, this is this is uh, Paul's word, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of dive into that a little bit as we go on here. Webster defines blessed as of or enjoying happiness, specifically enjoying the bliss of heaven. It carries the idea of which br- which brings pleasure, contentment, and good fortune. Simply stated, it is the state of being that we all want to enjoy. We all like blessings, and uh, certainly we are blessed people. But when it comes to this matter of blessings, we often view them in the wrong light. Most often we think of blessings as being those that are physical and material in nature. For instance, it's everyone in your household as well. We consider ourselves blessed if there's money in the bank and the bills are paid. We say that we're blessed. If we're living in a nice home, driving a nice car. We equate that with a blessing, and uh, I'd have to agree that those are nice things, and we're we're blessed that way. But however, what happens? What happens when a, one of our loved ones is stricken with a dreadful, dreadful disease? Do we cease to be blessed? What happens when we drive junk cars or houses falling apart? Do we lose the blessing of God? What happens when there's no money and we can't pay our bill? Does that mean that somehow the Lord has stopped blessing us? I don't think so. Our problem is that we tend to look at the blessings in regard to how they benefit us materially, and certainly God doesn't uh, bless us that way. What well, we fail to remember is that these blessings are temporary at best. A car will die one day. We'll find a place to spend all the money. A home will rot away and decay. And our health will eventually decline. What we need to know is that the real blessings of the Lord are not material or physical. But the blessings of God are spiritual in nature. And these spiritual blessings can never be taken away from us. Even when everything is gone, has broken down or has been spent, we'll still possess the best of God's blessings. There are several thoughts in the last part of the verse that teach us the valuable lesson of how to how to recognize God's best blessings and, and we're gonna try and point those out. So, notice in these verses, it begins with a note of praise to the for the Lord. Paul exalts the Lord for His greatness. He tells us that the heavenly Father hath blessed us. It's in a tense that is in the past tense. He has blessed us in the past, but He's also in an active tense that He's 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 blessing us now, and He has blessings for us in the future. So, I have been blessed. You have been blessed. You are being blessed, and you will be will be blessed. It may not feel like it in that particular moment, and things might be stacked against you, but that's true nonetheless. And uh, these spiritual blessings will go on forever. So, they ask us to you know to praise Him in all things and in all times. Doesn't necessarily say we need to praise Him for all things because He doesn't really cause all of these some of these bad situations we get ourselves into, but he wants us to praise him in all things and at all times. <clears throat> well, if I have these great blessings, I want, I, want, I want to know a little bit more about them. So um, we're going to dive in here as to how to recognize God's best blessings. The quality of spiritual blessings can be summed up in one little word, the word all. That word tells us that in the Lord, we find every single thing we need to live the Christian life. You see, God has held nothing back from his children. When he saved us, he gave us everything we needed to serve him. We have everything we need right now to be content, to be successful, to be obedient, and to be useful to the kingdom, and to be happy in Jesus. When you and I were saved we got everything Jesus had to offer us. We got it at that very moment, and there's nothing else. Paul describes these things as blessings as blessings in heavenly places. This means literally that these blessings are things that originated in heaven. They are not earthly blessings, but they are heavenly blessings. In the most literally sense they are heavenly things. With that in mind, it will help us to learn just what these heavenly things are. So we're going to start through from verse 4 through 14 and and, uh, kind of break those down a little bit. Um, In verse 4, Paul speaks about um, foreknowledge. Um, This verse deals with the matter of election. For some reason, God, in His wisdom, chose me before the world was formed and chose you. He knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb, and he had already determined that I would be in his family. I cannot explain the election and ramifications of it, but I'm still going to rejoice in it. For one of the greatest spiritual blessings we enjoy as a saved people is the fact that we were chosen by Christ by the grace of God. God loves me, and God loves you, even though he knows all about me. He still chooses to love me. What a blessing. What a blessing that is. In verse 5, he speaks of family. This verse tells us that we were adopted into his, the family of God. That that this, at the moment of salvation, you and I became the children of God. We are his sons and daughters with all the rights and privileges with come to any child born into a family. The father brought me into his family, and made me his child. Verse 6, he speaks of, of favor. This verse reminds us that we are accepted by the Father. When we received Jesus, we were reconciled to the Lord. There was a time that he probably wasn't really happy with me, but we've still been brought close to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. We used to be on the list that you need to do a little more discipline, but now we're on his list of favorites. This means God is literally pleased with us. And a lot of Christians waste a lot of time trying to do what Jesus did and as he died on the cross. It was just to please the Father, but the Father is pleased with us. He's pleased with me, pleased with you, because we wear the righteousness of Christ. Verse 7 talks about freedom. The first tells us that we have have been redeemed. There are three Greek words, according to the reference here, that in the New Testament is translated to redeemed. And I don't know what those words are, and I probably couldn't pronounce them anyway. But in this particular scripture, it refers; it means uh, to release a captive after the payment of a ransom price. It carries the idea of purchasing a slave and then. Immediately turning that slave loose. This is what Jesus did for us. He paid the price. And then he set us free. Jesus died for me. Saved me by his grace. And delivered me from the captivity of my sin. What a blessing. Verse 7 is talked about. Forgiveness refers to forgiveness. And this verse Goes to tell us that we have received forgiveness of our sins, and I don't know about you, but that means a a lot to me. Um, Some of the things that went on uh, when I before I saved Christ or accepted Christ into my life, he he had a lot to work on, and knowing that he took away that those things. At the time that I accepted Him, offered me forgiveness for those, and He's working on me. I've been forgiven. All us have burdens to lay on the Lord, and to, and to know that He's forgiven us and him still loves us is, is an awesome, awesome blessing. So on to verses 11 to 14, they're talking about the future. And um, 11 is talked about our destination. This verse speaks of our heavenly home, Every child of God has a home awaiting for them in heaven. This home is glorious beyond compare. We have a home in glory land that Christ has prepared for us. What a blessing. Our consecration, as it's talked about in verse 12, this verse refers to the new manner in which we are to live our lives after we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. The fact is we are changed by salvation. An experience that does not produce change both inwardly and outwardly. I don't know if he really was a a salvation experience, but uh, I know that uh, I accepted Jesus Christ into my life, that he began to change me. And he has... Done a lot of work. Some of you he had very little work to do on. I can recognize that. I, but in, in being he's you still got a lot of cheers going to do, but he's he's working on it. He gives us life and enables us to live a new life. That truly is a blessing. Our preservation. This verse reminds us that when we were saved, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. He is the earnest money. That means that He is a down payment that secures us for eternity. The Holy Spirit is the Lord's promise that what He began at the moment of our salvation, He will continue until we are home in heaven. You're saved, you're sealed. If you're sealed, you're secure. If you're secure, then you can rest and rejoice in the truth that God in that God and Jesus we were saved to the very utmost. What a blessing. The last two words in verse 3 tell us the person must do to enjoy all these spiritual blessings is to be in Christ. In Christ. What it means is that you need to open your heart to allow Him in and trust, trust in Him and He will... He will get you back on the right path. He'll put the right people in front of you, and um, He will fill that void in your heart. And uh, if we continue to open the Word and learn more about Him, it just increases that, that experience. The only way for anyone to enjoy the spiritual blessings of the Lord is for that person to be saved by the grace of God. At that moment of conversion, you're placed into a body of Christ. You are now in Christ. When this happens, you are made a partaker of all the spiritual blessings of the Lord. Are you in Jesus? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? It is never too late to invite Him into your heart. If you are, then rejoice, for you are blessed with all the spiritual blessings. If not, you can be saved by coming to Jesus Christ by faith and receiving Him into your heart and life. Then you can begin to enjoy all that the Lord has to offer. When you and I look at our blessings from the Lord's perspective, I think we would all have to say that we are indeed blessed. God has provided us with blessings that go beyond description and beyond measure as to their value. I think we just need to learn to praise the Lord for His blessings. We need to learn that when we often think what we often think of our blessings, really aren't. Too often, the real blessings in lives are those spiritual things that we always have, no matter what else is happening around us. The real blessings in life are the things that never change and never fade away. We are blessed. No matter no matter what else is happening. If you're saved, you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. You are abundantly blessed. And I think we ought to thank him for those blessings. Um, I truly believe that uh, we as a congregation of this church, we as a congregation are the church. I'm blessed because of your friendship and the love that's shared here. But this building is a place for us to gather together and lift one another up when we need time to. But we are we are the church. We're the body of Christ on earth with his hands and feet. So I'm going to share a, a little bit, one little saying that uh, I borrowed from uh, Pastor Shane Moffat at Garden Valley Church. He has a slide up as they, as he finishes his presentation. And that slide simply says, that the church has left the building. Let us take God's message to those outside these walls, share his love, and share those blessings with others. We are changed in him. Let us help others to experience that. Amen.